0: So we're moving into that nice, cruising altitude of overconfidence. Yep.
1: Welcome to A More Philly Union, the podcast where we swear to talk about the Philly Union, the whole Philly Union, and nothing but the Philly Union, with as few digressions as possible. We are your hosts. I'm E.
0: I'm C. I'm Nate.
1: And I'm Paul. And welcome to a very uh, smoky edition of the <laughs> podcast. As we are all um, covered in the, or yes, and... lokes in the the smoky overcast coming from the, uh, the the Canadian wildfires. It's I don't know. It's pretty impressive. Just the yeah the the way the yeah. sky we looks.
0: Were s- Not we I'm were so upset. confused
2: about that. We thought like the house was burning in our neighborhood or something.
1: Yeah, and it's oddly aromatic. You know, I, I hate to like
0: trivialize the actual seventeen thousand acres that are burning. Exactly, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: but it's it's like it smells like nice
3: incense or something yeah. outside. Um, Leave it to Canada to find a way to make wildfires even nice. <laughs> They're very polite.
0: Everything is. Pleasant I'm sorry. Canada.
1: We're sorry about the wildfire, but we made sure it smells nice for everyone.
0: It smells um, like s'mores. I feel like.
1: Yeah, it smells like a really pleasant campfire. I just but...
0: realized that we're going to be recapping a game uh, against Montreal uh, so we might want to keep it civil and and, uh, all the best to our Our Canadian and and Quebecois brother Um,
4: okay
1: well with that said I guess let's uh, get to some housekeeping uh, in the help us help the union uh, challenge check Uh, we had a pretty good week we're up to 387 downloads
3: Yay!
1: Uh, yeah 32 downloads since last week. And it was a short week because we posted it um, on Thursday morning, Thursday night, Friday morning.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And that was episode 15. And barring episode 10, which I'm pretty confident I really accidentally ran those download numbers up. Mm -hmm. um, Episode 15 is the most downloaded episode so far.
3: Hey, that's cool. Yeah. now do you do uh, is that 32 downloads of the most recent episode or 32 downloads of all of our episodes I, that's I, just I
1: 32 downloads so far i think it was uh 30 downloads of episode 15 and then two other downloads of other episodes all right very cool yeah so it's uh thank it's, you yeah thanks very much it's, uh, it's a nice pace here we're keeping up um hopefully we'll we'll get to it by 2024 um uh, what I welcome our new our new listeners. Uh, we had some Ohio listeners uh, tune in, so thanks mm-hmm. for joining us, Ohio. And our international brand continues. As God save the king, we have two downloads from England. So, from uh, wow, yeah.
2: heavens, really? <laughs> How many podcasts do you think are about English soccer?
3: Oh, tons, yeah. But I do wonder, you know. I almost want, uh, almost feel like we should track how many of them download a second episode. <laughs> yeah, I know,
2: I know. I wish. Can we check that? Is that something we could check?
3: Well, we wouldn't mm-hmm. know if it was the same person or not, but uh, yeah. it does make you wonder. That's I mean.
0: Difficult to track.
3: Hey, I'll not take here. one. I'll take one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> no, I'm not being picky. I'm just simply wondering how many of them do come back for another round. I mean yes. guys, we have we're a,
0: welcome we... to have you. Yes. We're welcome you're listening. Our yes. our,
1: our goofy little mm-hmm. soccer podcast just got downloaded, you know, in the home of soccer. So yeah. um yeah. The, the origin of soccer. So I will take it. Um okay. So that's kind of the what's new on the podcast. Um so let's get into the game. We had a um, well, for us, I guess we had a late week because we only had one game to watch, review, and take notes on. Um so uh Saturday um Union welcome uh Montreal to uh, to Philadelphia. Uh Union uh sitting in 3rd place, Montreal um sitting in 10th place. Um
3: and we gave him a proper Philly welcome. <sighs>
1: yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. It was it was a good game for us. It was a it very was. good game for
3: us. Um, now, now to be fair, you know Montreal they have a game tomorrow night for the Canada Cup. Yep, and it was pretty clear that yep. they were, you know, running out a lineup to keep their best legs fresh for that. Um, where did I see they
1: uh, was the lineups? I made a note here somewhere, just the number of lineup changes they've made just for the Union game. I think in anticipation of the Canadian uh championship coming up um i think it was like i was assuming there was like seven
3: changes in their starting lineup. that's what i up. thought i heard as well seven changes from their yeah. normal starting lineup um so you know i mean hey right the union
1: have kind of been in their shoes as well right we're playing a, a weekend league game only to have a some other tournament game coming up in a couple of days and you gotta you know um deploy your resources as best as you can um other bits of lineup information um uh bueno and hariel started um in the starting 11 for the union and real uh yeah, and real. yeah oh and real yes yep yeah wagner was moved back onto a solid defensive line um yeah that wagner. was
3: a little different you know yeah. seeing wagner in the back three mm-hmm. um i was wondering why Lowe wasn't selected for that i i, I heard something about um, some tightness. You know, they were they were concerned about something happening to low before the game. So yeah. they made that switch. Now he wasn't he was still healthy enough to be in the eighteen. Yeah, and, he
4: was know, on the bench. And he did
3: eventually yeah. and he did eventually make a, a show in, in the match. But yeah, it was it was interesting seeing Wagner as one of the center defenders. He did a good job and that mm-hmm. that gave him the the freedom to put Hariel out for Mbizo and Real out left for, for where Wagner normally would have been.
4: Mm hmm. mm -hmm.
1: Also kind of coming to this match in terms of stats, uh, Montreal um, coming with seven road losses so far this season, which is the most in MLS. um, I guess spoiler, um, that record did not improve after playing here in Philly. Um, The Union also have only conceded uh, two goals in the last six games. Wow. Um, Which, what was the other stat?
0: Yeah, so we now have the largest goal difference in the span of twenty home games in MLS history. Yeah. Um, Sixty-one goals scored, eleven against mm-hmm. us at Subaru Park. So, uh, just an interesting. I mean, there's it's a it's one of those those deep cut stats that sounds very much like something from baseball rather than yeah. than soccer. But <laughs>
1: it's, it's a um, Paul Carr stat.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: I mean it does also include a bunch of those six nothing seven one games from last July where the union were, you know, rightfully putting up, hey, the, the Eagles aren't the only ones scoring touchdowns. Oh yeah.
1: All right. Well let's uh let's get into the game itself then. Um uh well Paul Nate, you guys were at the game.
3: Um And we know. got there we got there before it kicked off, right before. Um it was a beautiful night to be at the park. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, this June was June was a uh, has been really nice so far and, and uh you know it was well, well attended. I, I don't remember what the final attendance was, but it had to be full, it had to be near capacity. I
1: think they announced that it was a sellout game. Now whether or not everyone you know, a seat was filled by everyone. It was apparently sold out, but
3: yeah, there was no Montreal fan section. Like they mm-hmm. didn't travel down for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Sons of Ben were definitely in, in attendance and loud and and uh place had a real good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying it's Portland or, or anything like that, <laughs> but it's uh definitely you could tell that the union have been winning a few and 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 the fans are starting to turn up to cheer for a winning team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I guess while they didn't have to wait very long, um the uh, the
1: first goal came. Um, well, I have three lines of notes, right or, or th- three things or two things and the third thing is a goal. So 12th minute uh <laughs> the union um, take the lead one nothing. uh Carranza um yeah keeps the the scoring machine going here.
3: Yeah, it was a good play. I mean they chased the ball up one side. And, you know the cross went way over everybody's head. Real made a great run into the into the corner to get the ball, got his head up, found Carranza, and then Carranza just gets a, gets a half foot of space and has a beautiful curling ball, shot into the side netting. Yeah, and Between a bunch of defenders, placed where the keeper could not reach it.
1: I know we're going to probably mention Carranza a lot, uh, recapping this one, but he just looked good this whole game. I just felt like he the just The man always knew. looks good,
3: though, right? I mean, just ask Nancy.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: He Look, is, she has good taste. I don't know what to say.
1: He is a handsome man. Um, yeah, but the way he was playing, it's just like he was hungry for goals, and he just like he feels like he knows there's goals there. He just has to dig, you know, uncover them. And uh, yeah, and it started with that goal in the 12th minute. Um, the announcers during the game actually mentioned that um, Carranza is getting. Uh, now I'm quoting here interest from real european clubs um
0: I'm, yeah
1: i'm assuming real was more of a you know like like some big name clubs as opposed to like i i uh, i
0: think it was, it was a, a freudian slip quite yeah. honestly but yes real european clubs but yeah i i, I guess i didn't mean what it sounded like that sounded poor for someone oh on yeah an mls service that you're paying to watch uh, um <laughs> i would deny it's uh, validity I, of it I, but um, it was
3: european clubs that you know an average soccer fan would have heard of instead of you know some third tier yeah yeah french yeah. league club that, I, I
0: guess yeah what I, is the I, even league? so i thought it was a bit yeah. poor but yeah. uh yeah but they did they did know. notice and i had been reading a little bit uh here and there about that anyway uh about him being poached and everything else i guess we'll just have to see what happens with mm-hmm. that so
3: well I it's kind of jumping ahead a little bit but sure in this in, the pre, in this recent press conference from Curtin and even a couple before like he's actually made mention about it, like he's not sure how long he's going to be around or how long Carranza is going to be around for yeah. Jim Curtin to coach yeah. and um you know it, it's i I listened to one podcast that was saying well is Curtin doing that to try to drum up more interest in Carranza, make it sound like there's more people out to get him or is he being honest there and i, I I'll be honest I don't think Curtin is I think Curtin is a straighter shooter than that. I mean, mm-hmm. I th- certainly think he's smart enough to play the game like that, but I don't think he is. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised that yeah. there are groups coming around and, and and um you know, I think that there's they're probably right that there's some teams that are, you know, either just promoting into their top leagues or are kind of mid table teams that that might really be interested to see whether or not Carranza could score at their level. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's going to be snapped up for 60 million dollars by Man City, but um, I wouldn't mind if he did. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> imagine how many players we could get for 60 million dollars.
3: <laughs> we, we could afford the entire team for 60 million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: like four years of like contracts for no, team. no.
3: I mean, to be fair, I mean. Uh, like Transfer Market, if you look at the the team, the values of MLS, I think the most expensive team is like $45 million or something like that on Transfer Market. Uh, that's a website that tracks and, and guesses at what the players would actually go for if they were to get transferred.
2: Speaking of which, uh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, during my school year, Coach Curtin came to the school, like to my school. To give, oh, like, right, yeah, yeah. Right, because like, I go to like a school where we're like like they have like four like main characteristics that are encouraged. And like one of them is like leadership. So uh they bring him in to talk on leadership. And uh he also showed some stats for the team. And apparently Gosdog is like the most valuable player on the team at that time. Mm-hmm. It was like a few months ago at like six million mm-hmm. on the transfer wow. market. It's pretty cool.
1: He actually showed like, you know, uh, dollar amounts of what
4: yes, players yes, are working. Yeah, he, wow. yes, he brought yes,
2: like a powerful. chart for all those yeah. players.
0: That was the day that Aunt Christie was going to pretend to be a high school <laughs> age boy. And- a
3: teenage boy. Yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about valuable, you know, shortly after the Carranza goal, um, you know, Blake, Blake had to show why he's the MVP of the club. MVP. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh Montreal. You know, they, they while it may not have been their prime starting lineup, they they certainly were still trying to make some efforts, and mm-hmm. um they did get a breakaway, a nice little backheel pass, mm-hmm. get a guy breaking the goal all on his own, and Blake came out and yeah, man, made himself huge. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a
1: phenomenal save. I mean, again, yes. Kudos to Montreal. That was a great attack. And fortunately, we have a greater goalkeeper. And uh just yeah, yep. came out, got big and and deflected that shot out. Um that was that might have been Montreal's best attempt the whole game, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it, um, it definitely was. I, I think I'm a keeper, and in my age group, you see that, it's done. That's a goal. There, there's nothing yeah. you can do. And that's too wide, you're too small. That's not happening. <laughs> like they're gonna They're going to put it around you. There's like,
3: <laughs> Nate, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best attitude to have. If you're the keeper,
2: <laughs> we're Playing on like full size nets.
3: Yeah. Well, Blake did what you're supposed to do. He yeah. charged the attacker when yeah. when he saw it was one-on-one and the guy was in the box, he did what a keeper does. He makes himself big and, and, and gets low. And the guy, you know, tried to take the shot, went off of Blake and, and then the union defense cleaned it up. And it was, uh, because who knows what would have happened if montreal had scored that and gotten back into the game at 1-1 it made oh yeah a different feel but absolutely um you know maintaining that one nothing lead um you know definitely ex- you know reignited the union and 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 uh kept the kept the kept the team on the front foot
0: uh right after that uh there was a yellow card for uh montreal um, but the uh, player who got it, his name is George Campbell. And oh, yeah. I thought this was interesting. He's actually from Chester, uh, Chester, from PA. Mm-hmm. So I'm like saying he's playing for Montreal. Unfortunately, that uh, not with us. So it would be kind of nice for him to be able to play at home. But uh, I just um, unfortunate circumstances to find that out. The fact that he had to get a yellow card for us to hear that. But uh, mm-hmm. it was nice to see someone uh, from Chester hometown boy makes good. Yeah. Uh, so just a little tidbit. Yeah,
3: did you know that? Very cool.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I found it seemed like the union were doing a, a bit of um not cleaning up, but there were a lot of those kind of interceptions they did on Montreal passes um coming into our defensive end that we seem to kind of get there just in time to, you know, intercept the ball and either, you know, either do the quick counter transition or just clear it out. Um which is again that there's three there's the three man back seems to hold you know um you know with those wings coming back to help out it's seems to be working so far um uh or i had here still making those runs dude is mm-hmm. fast mm-hmm. um and it and it actually pays off um but well, maybe not speed more maybe more luck on that one
3: or you know well, being I mean, at the right
1: place at the right time
3: Exactly. And that's that's, that's the mark of a good attacker. It's not just a matter of making the fast runs, it's making the correct runs. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, like I try to tell the kids that I'm coaching, you know, for, forward, they'll make runs, they'll, they'll make 100 runs in a game. They might get the pass twice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or it makes the runs throughout the 90 minute games. And uh, this one worked for them. Yeah. Well, Harriel was
1: doing a lot of work there on the right side, I thought, and especially in the first half. And uh, that's where the second goal kind of started, right? Because Harriel mm-hmm. did that quick pass up to Carranza, who was in the box and took the shot. And then with the rebound, uh, or was again right place, right time. And man, that was a very narrow window. Oh, yeah. It absolutely was. I mean, he was staring more at side netting than you know anything else. And he, and he just, roofed it. And he roofed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So glad to see finally Or getting some, uh, um, you know, fruits for his labor. Um, Absolutely, all that running. He's got. He's definitely got to get a goal here, and he did. So we're up two nil um, into halftime, and going into halftime. Yeah, Um, I don't know how did it look there in the stadium, there, Paul. I mean,
3: it was it it was a party. I mean, I'll admit I uh Nate and I were talking about the predictions and he's and he was pointing out, hey dad, you got it right for this week. I was like, I wonder if they'll score anymore or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the game with the with the ground as loud as it was, uh, I certainly was hoping for it, but you know, I wouldn't have minded it ended up it's put to, it was one prediction I didn't mind if I did if I was wrong because the union had ended up you know outdoing yeah. what I thought they would doing. Yeah, be. exactly. But uh, no, it was definitely a party night. The temper, the weather was great, the crowd mm-hmm. was uh, into it. Um, the sons of Ben were loud and it was a good time. Uh
1: halftime stats, uh fairly typical uh union not having the majority of possession, 46 to 54 percent. Um outshooting Montreal over about two to one um <laughs> tied on fouls, each, eight each. Um, and surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, but trailing. Uh, Montreal and the yellow card count. Uh, union had zero. Montreal had one yellow card after that first half. Yeah, but um, how many fouls did the Union have? That's the question. There was a lot. I mean, the first half, each team had eight. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, end of the game was 17 apiece. Uh, <laughs> wow. So that second half gets a little chippier. Um, so coming into the second half, Montreal uh, started the second half with three subs. Yep. Um And kind of like the first half, We didn't have to wait long
3: for a goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's terribly long. That's for sure.
1: Um, Actually, it's kind of funny because I I actually have a quote here. Uh, Carranza took a shot to the, quote, lower abdomen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, That uh, was rough looking. Yeah. Um, And uh,
3: I guess he was feeling pretty good because a minute later he scores.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't having it. Yeah.
3: You wouldn't like him when he's angry. Yeah. Don't
1: <laughs> yeah, don't make him mad.
3: He's getting killed. Oh, he's getting angry. Um, <laughs> you could call this Carranza's double doink. The he double took the doink off of two double two uh Montreal players before he went, you know, chip it up over the Montreal keeper with you know, once again, he had no chance on a on a Carranza shot.
1: Yeah. And the way it kind of deflected off that second defender's back, because he kind of, the defender yep. kind of turned and it went off his kind of shoulder. It, the way it hit it just made the ball just kind of really dip in sharp.
3: Um, yeah. I mean, one Carranza deflection de- maybe. Two deflections? No, you're not. <laughs> Carranza was definitely shooting for goal, but, <laughs> you know, that was a fortunate series of, uh, of, of bounces, but, you know, good strikers. You know they bend the ball to their will and and i guess you know he rewatched uh you know he continues his jedi training or what have you <laughs> this one also works for him
1: but with um, the blast shield down i won't be able to see the goal
0: i found it interesting that the british commentator repeatedly referred to carranza as the argentinian the argentinian, nice. the argentinian as, really yes uh, Someone's still and- a little
3: bitter about the Falkland Islands?
0: Thank you. <laughs> exactly. I was, uh, what I was, I was uh, thinking there was a little previous there. Uh, between.
3: I, the- I mean, since it is a soccer announcer, there's a chance it was more the World Cup, you know, the hand, hand of Maradona, but yeah. it was probably more the Falkland Islands.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
0: certainly not an abbreviation to say that versus Carranza. I yeah. mean... <laughs> Back in the days of Aristeguieta, I would have given it to him. (laughs) Although I don't believe he was Argentinian, if I remember correctly. But uh, regardless, um, yeah, I just thought that was a strange thing.
3: (laughs) I didn't. Well, obviously, we didn't hear the the announcers, uh, mm -hmm. that's funny. Um, Yeah, about sixty
1: third minute, the Union make their first subs of the game. Um, Bueno and Real come out that's where um, martinez and then came
3: martinez in. and Lowe come in um you yeah, know they shifted wagner out wide and and put uh, martinez in figuring yeah he'll he'll be able to lock it down into 30 minutes if he makes uh, i heard it i think he had to play at least 30 minutes of the game in order to qualify for removing one of his yellow cards and wow oh yeah
0: so they work like license points like you
3: yeah a certain
0: period of time and
3: yeah they they are they actually are like that like you have to play a certain you know number that. of games and if you go a certain number of games without getting a card or as you know uh they, they they will come off of your record but you know martinez once again gets in the tank and i understand why he got pissed Um, The guy took him down from behind and clearly scissored him. Uh, He he was definitely going to get a yellow card, but Martinez should have known better than to stand up and put a hand on the guy, even if it was just a push. I mean, it's not like he punched the guy, but the guy went down easy, and both Martinez and the other guy both got yellow cards, and now that means Martinez is out for the uh, San Jose game. Oh, really? Yep.
2: Martinez was, like, still on the ground, kind of. He leaned up. He kind of leaned himself up to him. But, yeah, he, he really did just try kind of retaliate.
3: It kind of looked like as he was standing up, he pushed him.
2: Well, he's, like, he's pushing with his arm, and then he just threw it, threw his other arm back. But like, I, either way, he, he, he was. He
3: just shouldn't have put a hand on the guy. He, if he had walked away, he would have gotten it. You know, he was okay. Martinez was okay. Would have been on a yellow card for the other team. and, and But, nope. Nope. He lost it. And I guess Curtin wasn't yelling from the sideline. Jose, Jose, no yellow card, No yellow card. <laughs> like he did the game before.
2: Oh, Martinez.
3: Um,
1: yeah, Harriel kept the uh, hustle up um, on that wing. He got a shot on goal. Um, yeah, he was a very productive player in this game, I thought. Yeah, um, Wagner had a shot on goal.
0: So what do we think about Wagner playing back farther than usual? I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about that.
1: I kind of miss him. I mean, it, it, I just you know, he's hanging back more. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I, I like him on the wing. And hopefully, you know, if, um, you know, Lowe gets back to full health, maybe it'll put him back on defense and give uh, the wing back to yeah. Wagner.
3: Um, yeah, I definitely like him getting up the sideline whether yeah. that be in a four-person back line or in this 3-5-2, 5-3-2 five, five, formation out wide. I, I think I think he, he runs an awful lot. Mm-hmm. He does a good job helping to advance the ball up that side of the field, and you know he's not afraid to cross it or take a shot when he has an opportunity. Mm-hmm.
0: It just seems like a waste of resources, but I assume it's because of the situation and not anything else. Yeah. Um, so.
3: I was just was, curious. Was Mbizo on the on, one of the available subs? Do you remember? I think he was.
1: I wouldn't say he was. I think Bizo was on the bench.
3: Oh, I'm just wondering why I he- Embizo didn't come in at all. Yeah. So I, because Harriel does a really good job there in the center of the field. I know it's not his natural position, but yeah. um yeah.
0: Um, something else I noticed was, uh, uh, you know, the 80th minute or so, this was around there, they were really pushing for a fourth goal, um, to me, to my eyes. And, uh, mm-hmm. I was wondering, um, if that I believe not wondering, I believe that was different behavior than we would have seen earlier in the season. Um, you know, I think earlier. I feel like earlier in the season, if we had three goals of the 80th minute. Um, they would have not parked the bus so much but just uh, not really pushed as hard for when they really, really wanted to get. So, I mean, my thoughts included, like, they brought in some people who don't necessarily get a lot of playing time, so it gives them some chance to, you know, um, get some shots on goal. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But it just... I was curious as to what you guys thought about... um, that or if or if he didn't agree, um possibly. But um yeah. Yeah,
3: I think they were still pushing for another goal. They they still had an opportunity. Um definitely felt like they might have been trying to get Carranza a hat trick. Yep. There yes. were a lot of passes to Carranza in, yeah. the, in the second half, trying to get him up the field and, and into opportun into spots and he had a few chances. Um didn't convert them unfortunately but Mm -hmm. you know definitely definitely the the you know the the team seemed to be trying to find him
4: yeah
0: do you think that they feel a little bit more free to do that now that a we've been winning and b we don't have other competitions i think oh absolutely
1: yeah i was gonna say the big difference between now and early in the season is we didn't have you know these other competitions to worry about and so now it's like Hey, we play today. We're done. You know, we, we have a week off. So yeah, let's just go full throttle for ninety minutes. We don't have to like hold back
4: as right. much, right?
3: Um, um, I also feel like it has to do with the fact that their defense has found their footing. Agree. They, they trust. Mm. They trust that the defense is going to be able to slow down the attack and or, and not give up a goal. Um, not that they gave up a ton of goals earlier in the year. But, I mean, they I did mean, give two up the goals
1: foot- out of last six games, right?
3: They did give up three goals to Montreal when they played in Montreal. Yeah. And, you know, they haven't given up. I don't think they've given up multiple goals since April. Yeah. Um, And and so the team just kind of trusts that, all right, I can attack because I know somebody's going to fill in behind Mm -hmm. me. So you see Flock and Bueno and Martinez getting upfield into the attack more. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not just the triangle of death. Doing all of the attacking with Wagner throwing in the occasional cross, it's you know four, five, six players into the attack, into the box at times. You know? Yeah,
1: I agree. I really feel like this three-five-two. The you know the the whole playing around with this three-man defense with these wingers that can either be in the midfield. I feel like yeah, like you said, Paul. I think they've they've got this. Strategy kind of, it's it's working now. I think it's working, yeah. and I think now it's about maintaining it, tweaking it as needed. um You know, it's kind of like you said, like once you, once you know, like hey, our defense is taken care of, and we've seen it, and like in the last several games, there's not this. Well, I'm speaking more for myself at this point, right? There's not this fear <laughs> of watching the game, like oh my god, like you know, we're <laughs> waiting for that for that the, mm-hmm. the the team to get the goal against us, and now we're fighting to get out of this hole it's just like yeah they, they really it feels like they really figured out this defense and it's it's um it's amorphic it can change right which makes it, i think that much more effective right because it's yeah. kind of like the team comes in we're like get yep, the plan for four man on the back this is how we get through it's like well they might be doing three with the wings maybe they're doing four and it can change during the game and you know it's again, it's this way of water right it, teams don't know where to punch because we kind of move out of the way and stuff like that and we move in the way where we need to be and i know i'm waxing way Uh, uh, more poetic why not
0: (laughs) so we're moving into that nice cruising altitude of overconfidence yeah so yeah
1: so everyone mark mark your calendars this is where i will be eating my words shortly
3: (laughs) well i mean i think i think some of it comes back to burton's background as a defender you know true he, he, he that's what he played uh, you know he was a professional soccer player and he played center defense so you know mm-hmm. he's got kind of a defensive mindset. but you know I liken it to building a house. if you set your defense in and in, in it's a good foundation to build upon, you can get a lot more creative with the rest of the, the rest of the team yeah um you know you know if your house can be a lot more impressive if you've got your your foundation laid in right. And so I think that the union have been I've gotten comfortable with their foundation, like
4: mm-hmm.
3: Blake Engel, Gleston, mm-hmm. Elliott as center defense. Uh, you know, now they understand that they can use Harriel Lowe, even mm-hmm. Wagner as a third, def- mm-hmm. third center defender, and then they still have the attack out wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, both uh, Mbizo and Wagner are really good, um, outside defense. Harriels and Harriel and Real can fill in there too. Yeah, I yeah. think they're. There's a lot of trust that's built yep, up. Yep, yep. I wish that the trust in the, the chemistry would have been around about a month earlier, but beggars can't be choosers. And, you know, I'm not going mean, to whatever other um, analogy you want to use. I'm grateful where <laughs> we're at, wherever we are. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we still seem arrive.
1: to be riding this trajectory up. So that's, that's, you know, if it's not broke, let's not fix it. You know, let's just keep it going.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: All right. Well, the remaining like 15, 20 minutes of the game, um, uh, Union sub out Aura and Flock and bring in Torres and Perea, uh, which I didn't know this too. They announced, the announcers mentioned it said Torres played for Montreal. I I did not, yeah. Yeah. I I did not know that. Um, Mm. Like you said, they were, the Union were not stopping. They were still Mm. hunting for that fourth goal. Um, We did have a yellow card here near the end of the game.
0: We're going with Miljavec.
1: Miljavec, yeah, Uh, tackled uh, uh, Martinez. Um, Miljavec seemed to go down fairly easy. Um, I thought it was pretty
4: easy, but he
0: seemed very frustrated because just before that he had a corner kick, Mm. and uh, he saw fit to yank the uh, little the mic that's at the corner of the field out of it's oh, late yeah, and, it yeah. and it very much looked like he was going to trip over the cord or maybe that was just wishful thinking on my part but um yeah he he was having a bit of a moment
1: yeah that was weird that corner where he kind of kicks the mic yeah. out of the way yeah, it's it's like, very strange. Oh, dude come on
0: yeah
1: i think he might have been in a little frustration
0: mm-hmm. yeah. understandable right. just so.
1: the union working their magic right and, yep. and the fans too i'm
3: sure were uh you know doing what they can um, well the guys were back you know that, that one set of twins that sit to the uh the right of uh, just on the other side um just away from the visitors' uh, stand um there's two there's a tw- two old tw- it's this set of twins and they'll show up from time to time with an Oscar when, <laughs> when, when the guys go down easy they they, you know, they bring them up and, and and they're very very charismatic and they're very distinctive looking so oftentimes when they break out the Oscar they get up on the on the on the, the screen bonus. oh nice people <laughs> <laughs> well, watch just, just a
2: little fake Oscar statue. It's super funny that's
3: yeah. awesome uh but talking about the, the the fans um around the 65th 70th minute oh yeah the the keystone ultras in the uh, southeast corner of the sons of ben the river end um they started their their little challenge chant that they use that na 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 hey, hey you. You. and and they uh, you know they routinely go you know kind of challenge the the regular non sons of ben's area in that corner and they'll go back and forth and it's kind of fun being able to watch them from the north side but it didn't stop Mm-mm. and um, you know so they were getting loud on the sons of ben side and then what happened is is the chant started spreading down the southern side of the fan. Fans And they started sh- more and more fans start shouting back. So more and more sons of Ben started getting into it. And it was almost the entire south side after about a minute. And then suddenly the sons of Ben started switching it up and started challenging the north side. <laughs> so we all got into it by the by the, about the fourth, fifth minute of this chant. And you can hear it on the replay. Um, the entire crowd. Was doing this mm. call in response. the The sons of Ben, the, right. the sons of Ben in the River Inn would would chant out, and then the entire stadium would chant back at them. And it's the first time I've ever man. been in a game where that has happened. It lasted man.
2: like ten minutes. It lasts
3: a long time because you could hear it on TV. Yeah,
2: I, I had a good idea actually. We should make like a bingo card for this podcast. Like we mentioned, the chants go- going on around the stadium. <laughs> we call Karanza a handsome man. Martinez gets a yellow I... card. <laughs>
1: Nate, that I is a great idea. got uh, homework now.
2: Good.
0: Yeah. Let's
1: get cracking. We'll make the uh Amorphilly Union bingo card. I I it's a great idea. All right.
0: Well, you're up to four in the morning. Yeah, why I'm not? Sure.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. So hey, everyone, those who are listening, stay tuned. We'll, we'll get a bingo card put together.
0: <laughs> Maybe they should be the ones who put it together because they know our text better than we do.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Um okay, so uh game ends. It's a three-nil victory. Eric gets it right. I, I yeah, my bold prediction, right? The the go big yep. or go home pays mm-hmm. off. Um yeah, final stats. Uh I mean, yeah, the Union just completely outshot Montreal 24 to 9. Uh the shots on goal was three to one, nine shots to their three. Um the fouls, as we said, really got racked up there, especially in the second half. Seventeen fouls apiece, um, and a total of four yellow cards. Uh, the union only got the one.
3: Martinez, Martinez right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um.
1: So yes, our our rise continues. Uh, I think after this game,
3: we moved up to the second. Did we keep second place, or did no? We... We're in third. Mm-hmm. We're in third. Both okay. Nashville and Cincinnati also won this week. Okay. Um, that's right.
0: Combined rankings, I believe, were in fourth. I think I just saw that today. Okay. Like East and Western. The, the border shield. All right.
3: We um, keep pace with them. Well, St. Else.
0: Louis just behind us,
3: <laughs>
0: and moving up. So.
1: Bring it yeah. on, city. Yeah, we'll we'll see you guys in the playoffs. Um,
3: okay. So um, what do you there's want? There's a note next? here about the the Montreal kit. Oh
0: yeah, know. I well, we were talking about that a little bit during the game. I feel like it's depression in a uniform. Um, the, that I think gray
3: on gray with a little bit of black lettering was terrible.
0: I, I think that it's supposed it to, too. you know, they 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 were the impact. I know they're now they've changed to a more formal soccer Love name. Foot. Yeah, oh, but I I think that it looks like it's meant to look sort of like a storm is coming or something like that, and it doesn't. It's one of those things that looks good on paper. And then when you put on a new uniform, it's just like, oh no, honey, no. I don't know. Gray is just a
2: bad color for clothing, I feel like. Like, well,
0: especially you that gray color because it's so out of place. It looks pre-dirtied to mm-hmm. me. Right. I and think like, you could do it. Because well, Minnesota is gray and I don't get the same impression. But um uh yeah, I, I just I yeah, it's just a silly little thing, but I, I cannot stand their I, I think it's probably their second. Or third kit, it's not their primary. Yeah, it was not their um, primary kit. But uh, yeah, so just wanted to, but, yeah, it's, call it uh, tragic while I had a microphone. Like I feel like black
2: uniforms can look—they don't—they look like sharp. They look like really like neat and like they look great. Gray, it looks like oh sloppy. It looks like sad. Like unless you're playing slightly. baseball,
3: in which case you're the visiting team. Yeah, I can't think of any particular gray uh, gray uniforms in any sport that really work for me. I don't know. I, I liken it to getting a, a, a you know like a, a gray car. I mean, it's the most common color out there. um It kind of, like you said, kind of looks pre-dirtied in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. Uh, I didn't like their their uniforms. It certainly makes me appreciate the union's uniform choices. Mm-hmm. Even the Simpsons uniform shirts are, are <laughs> better than that gray. Yeah, it's, it's a unique look, right? You got to
0: see that.
4: That shirt. it yeah.
0: doesn't offend me. Yeah. I mean, it's not my maybe not my favorite, but yeah. I, mean, I will everyone? say my, my junior prom date wore a gray, all gray tux, and it doesn't work for tuxes either. <laughs>
3: One other reason why you probably didn't like the the, yeah. the Montreal skit, huh?
0: Might have been a throwback to the day, but still. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So the union uh next game coming up, they'll be traveling out west to San Uh San Jose, uh facing the earthquakes. Uh that'll be next Saturday, uh 10:30 Eastern time. Yay. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, At least it's
3: on a weekend. I, I say, can deal with that yeah. on a weekend. Yeah. Not crazy about being up to almost one before the game's done, but that's okay. Um, yeah. So
1: San Jose, what they're currently what in fifth place right now in the West? Is
3: that mm-hmm. right? They're in fifth place.
1: Yeah. Um, um, they've They've been playing. I like, can see their last three games. Right, they haven't lost anything. They've, uh, yeah they've
3: actually been playing pretty well the last few games yeah. um you know they're, they're, they're starting to starting to find a find a rhythm themselves and um yeah it's I think they're under they have not yet lost at home once again the union are going up against a team that has not yet lost at home
1: Let's see if we can burst some more bubbles.
3: Um, It'll be interesting to see how Montero plays. Uh, You know, getting a, getting a chance to face off against the Union after he left a couple of years back. And was
1: uh, this uh, Montero from Seattle? He's back with no, no, team.
3: no. Jamiro Montero. Used to oh, play for the our union. Montero. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I didn't realize he went to San Jose. Whoops.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: I remember him.
1: Oh man, I I really oh, he was one of my one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, really liked him.
3: At least I think he's still with San Jose. He was at the beginning of the year. As far as San Jose, uh, yeah, they, they should be a fairly tough matchup for the Union. Not to mention the travel. Plus, you know, we'll, we'll, I wonder how many of the Union players will be in the Gold Cup break mentality already. They're looking at it. Hey, we get done this game. We're off for a week and a half. Um, at least the players that aren't going to their respective national teams. But it will also be interesting because we'll have uh, we'll have some of the union's uh, younger players back. Sullivan, McLin, mm-hmm. um you know, should be back. Wonder if McGlynn might even get a start after his performances at the with the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, but it will be interesting. I mean, this is the last game before a bit of a break, so I expect Curtin's going to want to keep some players sharp. It'll be interesting to see if Bedoya is healthy enough to go. Mm-hmm. He's, he's already missed like four games uh, mm-hmm. for what was supposed to be a relatively minor minor injury. Yeah, that's a little uh, concerning. Concerning, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, he's he's not old, but you know, especially now that I'm just a year older, he's certainly not old. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he the the do, you don't heal faster. Um, yeah, that's and, true. And it would be good to see him back on the field. Yeah, uh, I could see Curtin wanting to get Bedoya sometime if he's able to play. I could see him wanting to get McGlynn sometime to mm-hmm. keep building on the uh, the World Cup. But maybe Bedoya comes in as a second-half sub. Um, We'll see.
0: I did read that he very much does not want to rush Bedoya, obviously. I mean, I don't think he wants to rush anyone. But, yeah, but If no. they don't,
3: especially if they don't need him. Right. You yeah. know, if, if they're able to to get the offensive pressure without him, um, yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Don't mm-hmm. rush them back. Yeah. So do we want to make some predictions about yeah, this San Jose let's, uh, game? Of course let's
1: roll did. them bones and see what uh, what the future has in store.
0: Well, we have, do we have an established order or is it just whoever, it's whoever, whoever feels, feels strongly? strongly. Yeah, yeah, who wants it's to go first? It. All right. Uh,
1: I'm going
0: 2-0. 2-0 Union. 2-0 Union, yes. All right.
3: How about you, Nate? What do you think?
0: One zero union.
3: One zero union.
0: Yeah. Remember, undefeated at home.
3: Yeah, they're undefeated at home. Um, yeah,
0: we also burst that bubble last last time. That I was thinking. against
3: New York City FC. We did. That's what I'm gonna go with a one-one draw.
0: Hmm. Mm, Old. We haven't had a draw in a while.
3: Yeah, it's funny. I
0: was even thinking one-one, but you I was know like predictions or or in real life, anyway, go. yeah.
1: No, I was thinking one-one draw too, but it's like. Well, you know, maybe this will be um, a bigger slug fest, you know. But I mean, I like we were talking about earlier. I really feel like the uh, the union have this defense thing really kind of, you know, humming right now. I see what you typed in there, Paul. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I want to go with that. Let's do it. I want to say two-one union, two-one union. Um,
0: take somebody my score. had it. Yeah, exactly. take my score. Somebody has to have. Yeah. So
1: we'll see if um, you yeah. know. You said, we'll see if this is right. If it's not one of these scores,
3: I'm sure it's going to be something else.
0: I'm riding the overconfidence wave with the two nil. Yeah. You know, why not? Yeah. If you were
3: really riding the overconfidence wave, you would have said like four, nothing. Well, four nothing.
0: that's, there's a difference between overconfidence and delusion, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but Hey, hopefully I'm wrong.
4: Yeah.
3: It's a thin mind. Mm-hmm.
0: Right.
1: So that's well, the game <laughs> coming up next Saturday. Um, you got some minions. other things we want to talk about here. Right. Um, Martinez signs his uh, two-year contract Yay. with an option with yeah. an option for 2026. Yeah, which is great. Um, yeah, Martinez. I'm, I'm team Martinez here. Oh. I, <laughs> I remember he first started, it was like, oh, okay. A guy likes getting yellow cards. I'm not sure. I remember mm-hmm. you and I Paul, talking and like, you kept saying, yeah, but when he's out in the field, I'm like, I guess, but man, he's just a card magnet. And then now it's just like, man, when he's out there, what a difference! So, and when really...
3: he's when he's feeling confident, when he's yes. dancing out there, uh-huh. he, he, he brings an energy to the game and to the team. Like like, like except for Gajdok, Dog, I don't think any of the players have as much influence on the attitude mm-hmm. of the team mm-hmm. as he does. That's right, and you got to look for the smiles. He looks that's the right.
0: happiest this season, uh-huh. and I, and that's including last season, which was going really well um so uh, he looks the happiest this season i feel like he's really found his level i'm not saying there will still be wild yellow cards and that kind of thing but i do feel like he's maybe leveled off a little bit
3: and credit to the union social media team for making getting a, giving a little bit more of those scenes yeah. behind the scenes
0: there was a great um, oh. martinez uh dancing laughing smiling supercut this week oh yeah they did a really really good job on yeah
3: yeah, that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And even the uh the the New York accent video that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, so great. Where he looks at him like quizzically, mm-hmm. like, forget what? about it? <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part too is uh was it
1: Perea or who is it they were having them say the forget about it and uh
3: Carranza says in Spanish, no, no, you gotta say it with the accent. <laughs> 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 Speaking of Carranza, he he made the uh, team of the match day. Gajdag won- got a spot on the bench, mm-hmm. and Carranza was once again awarded the player of the match day for nice. the second time in three weeks and three match days. I should say he's just on fire. He is. He, you know, he's, he's playing playing confident. Trust the team. Trust you know that if he makes the runs, they'll find the ball they'll get them the ball and 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 good things will happen and it's mm-hmm. really starting to come together um i know i don't know if you guys any watched some of the um what was it the union way the, they they have a series on you on the union's youtube channel i think it was called the union way and um it started it's beginning of the season and it, it actually finishes with uh the end of last season and the end of season awards and Curtin actually talks about it he's like you know i, I as i guys have told you something along the lines of as i've told you guys in the past if you play as a team you work as a team you win as a team um and the good individual accolades will start coming and he starts talking about you know andre winning the uh the the keeper of the year blesnes winning defender of the year and it feels very much like this like Carranza has bought into the team play oh, and now yeah. it's starting to show and he's starting mm-hmm. to get the accolades yeah. uh, because of that.
1: Yeah, it's like they're just trusting the process now, you know, or what is it? The program, right? They're just, they're all on board with this program. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, Other um, bit of soccer news was um, uh, Champions League final, um, LAFC lost to Lyon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, kind of,
3: I don't have a strong opinion about that one way or the other. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel like, uh, you know, just make the obligatory Ted Lasso reference the, uh, the nine shot in Florida zone. Yes. Know, so, okay. They lost. They I don't want to, I don't need to relish in that. Yep. I'm just so reporting so that. You guys are welcome to say what you
4: want.
1: But. Yeah. Just in case you didn't hear about it. I, I didn't hear about it. So I'm sharing that. Um But one thing I, I was reading up on it, um, just the champions league you know, finals. They're changing the name from the CONCACAF Champions League to CONCACAF Champions Cup, um, which seems kind of minor, but I guess they're changing the structure a little bit as well. Um, So this will start in 2024. Um, Oh, quick little history thing too. From 1962 to 2008, it was called the CONCACAF Champions Cup. And then from 2008 to 2023, it was the CONCACAF Champions League. And then now I guess they're going back to the to the cup title, but, um, just
3: kind of more fitting because it really is an elimination tournament. Like you're you're not playing a league series.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now it's like, you know, they're, they're expanding it. So now it's going to be 27 teams (laughs) over 51 matches, which immediately I'm like, wait, how does that work? (laughs) Um, it's like the most like odd and prime numbers of like, what, what is going on? Um, but I guess one of the big allures to this is that there's over five million dollars uh, prize money that would go to the winner. Um, all the games are going to be uh, elimination. Like um, they call it? Uh, elimination knockouts Oh, so they're
3: not going to be two stage play. There's two stage uh, aggregate games.
1: They are. So there's five rounds. All right. So there's. So here's the name. So I'm oh, trying to do gosh. the quick version. There's round one, round of sixteen, quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals. of the final. Uh, the first four stages will be a two-game aggregate, home and away. Um, for round one, five of the 27 teams will have a bye. They'll jump in on the round of 16. So 22 teams will play through round one. 11 spots. Right, 11, move on, join the five, they get the bye, and there's your 16 in your mm-hmm. round of 16. Um, so the first four rounds, though, will be – so that's the round one, round of 16, quarterfinals, and semifinals – those are a two-game aggregate. Uh, the final will be a single-game uh, elimination. Um, I guess, I, I don't know if there's a um, decision about where it's going to be played, if it's going to be a team with a better record. I have no idea. Um, but I guess they're looking to kind of rebrand, re-energize. They used the word, um, they kept using the word ecosystem, the CONCACAF club
3: ecosystem. Oh, I'm Lord. like, oh, okay, that short. Sure um you know uh, buzzword right. buzzword so, yeah. talking about bingo somebody should have made a buzzword bingo card for that announcement it sounds like go. i
0: think that goes on the corporate jargon bingo yes. card
3: so, synergy so, nate mm-hmm. make a note of that
0: bingo alignment yeah.
3: concurrently concordantly Uh john's <laughs> <Vis-a-vis. Vis-a-vis. laughs>
1: um, concentrate sorry no i i'm trying not to go down that route with you <laughs> okay um Still so they're they're rebranding restructuring Champions League, um, but Christine and I actually even talked about this last oh, yeah. mm-hmm. weekend. Like, given these parallel tournaments that run during the league, yeah, you got um, I keep calling want to call it FA Cup, Open Cup, um, and we got the Champions League. It's kind of like I found myself asking a question, thinking about these two tournaments in kind of two different lights. Which tournament, if if either, is the bigger benefit to the to the league to MLS? and or which one do you just like better and you know champions league i would say is probably the more important one in terms of giving our league uh more opportunities to really kind of grow and stretch and you know kind of mm-hmm. you're playing other top flight like, teams
4: right
1: you know i'm like okay sure still just like open cup there's something i love the like you know was it charleston battery it can still like you know, take out a new york city fc or whatever it's like uh, there's something just david and goliath esque about the uh open cup that i kind of like But chris yes i mean
0: we all uh well all know how i feel about the side tournaments i mean i I, <laughs> I i do think it's it's kind of novel because it's not something that is necessarily done in in other sports i'm sure there are some things but um uh you know and i agree with you i i think we both agree that that of the two um Champions League was was probably the most beneficial and um but and and the open cup was less but it does give the um USL teams yes. a chance to shine and some players mm-hmm. some time, you know um time that they didn't have before. In fact, yes. it was interesting because uh men and blazers, and you'll hear me mention men and blazers a lot because they are sort of my uh or were at one time at least of my, my soccer sensei. I learned a lot about the sport from them. Um, but uh, especially Roger Bennett, but um, they just posted a clip of a, a Pittsburgh uh, sports um, announcer talking about how the Pittsburgh team had beaten the crew yeah. and how he felt that meant that they should be um, uh, promoted <laughs> to, I mean, he wasn't necessarily kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and obviously there's a lot that, lot that goes into that, um, but it, it does give a, you know that it sort of broader stage at least to just to mm. the to players if no one else yeah, so no. yeah I, I tend to agree yeah
1: but, that's a, another good point too about mm.
3: open Cup
0: showing that they uh the the, the exposure basically yeah. that comes from the, the open well
3: um, and and that's that's an important question or important part of the you know the difference so CONCACAF Champions Cup or Champions League or whatever it's called yeah you know it's going to be bigger teams playing on a large stage bringing in lots of viewership lots of money mm-hmm. um the open cup any team from anywhere in the US if they do well enough has a chance to win it yeah as long as they're part of the US open cup structure mm-hmm. so you know what's more important to you and what's more important to the team is kind of the difference between the two like if you're looking at getting your team's brand name out there, it's going to be CONCACAF Champions League. If it's, you know, growing the team as a game as a sport and, and you know, making it option you know, giving pretty much anyone from anywhere an opportunity, then it's the Open Cup. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, bringing in the money because you're going to make a lot more money in CONCACAF yeah. Champions Cup yeah. than you will in, in Open Open uh, Cup. The other thing about it is, is uh, if you if you win the Concacaf Champions League, you get a you get a ticket to the world, you know, to the Club World Cup, yeah, which apparently happens every year, which I don't understand how a World Cup happens every year, yeah. But be that as it may, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is an opportunity, but at this stage, you know, outside of certain MLS hardline hard hard uh, diehards. Um, not many people will follow the world the, the the club world cup. Yeah. Um so personally between them, I like the purity of the open cup. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that you know if you form a team at any level, you have a shot. Yeah, you don't have a yeah. good shot necessarily, but you have a chance that you could step out and play a game at Subaru Park, yeah at Crew Stadium, at you know, Bank of America Stadium out in L- L.A. Like that's pretty awesome that you could do that.
2: And like for Pittsburgh, you could beat the the team that is hosting you. Like yeah. you could be in like a professional stadium, and you, like an amateur team, could actually win. Like
3: yeah, that's yeah. happened. I mean, no, no amateur team has won since the Rochester's Ro- Rochester Rhinos won it in like two thousand five. <laughs> But still, there that yeah. opportunity is there.
1: Well, I remember last last year's Open Cup, right? Sacramento mm-hmm. uh, it was against Orlando, I think, and they lost to Atlanta. But it's like, you know, and that's all. Again, that's a whole nother podcast talking about Sacramento. But um, uh, I mean, they had this buzz around it. That was, I mean, they were giant killers, and it was just like, mm-hmm. and they were coming in because they were on the doorstep of mls and man it was just great watching them play And it's kind of like it's such a it's such a um yeah it's such a real thing right to be champions league is a head decision but open cup is the heart you know and yep. sometimes and to be I, clear
3: like, i mean like, it's been very entertaining to go to concacaf champions yep, league yep, i yep. remember going to see the union when they lost to club america and it basically, you know, the Subaru park became a home game for club America. I've yeah. never seen yeah. that many club America fans or, or Mexican mm-hmm. soccer fans come out of the woodwork like they did for that yeah. game. And, you know, it was a little uncomfortable being there because there were so many drunk <laughs> felt club like were, America fans there. You were you're at, uh,
1: at an away game.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was very much so. Um, So it was a little frustrating to be there on that loss. But at the same point, it was kind of exciting to see that much passion in the stands. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I don't know that you necessarily would get for the Open Cup. We've been to the Open Cup Finals at at Sub. And they're exciting, but, um, you know, it's different than a Champions League. Mm -hmm. So between the two, I know what I picked the Open Cup, but that's me. Yeah. I understand why people go otherwise. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's the best
1: decision in the long run, but, man, it's just... Like Gene what? Hackman says, heart.
2: Heart. Mm-hmm. Open Cup is fun. I like it. I like it more than CONCACAF, but I understand that CONCACAF is more important the grand scheme or whatever. What's yeah. like, What's open Cup is more fun just because we've already stated the reasons I thought we like, I need to restate them. And I also like how it's the U.S. Open Cup so you can see... Yeah your teams that you from cities you you that an american that in average american soccer like uh someone who's getting into watching the washington sport would be able to know these cities and it's nice to uh to just have local or lo, somewhat localish teams like yeah that. you might
3: get to hear finally get to hear about the peoria peoria flying carp <laughs> which is honestly the name of the team from peoria that's by fantastic. the way that's fantastic I mean, they even The now.
2: Flying Carp. yes yeah
3: um Let's
1: i guess well, one other quick uh le- uh cup it. thing real quick is there's that league cup coming up in july Yeah, yes, it's, it's happening during the world cup um whatever, whatever. yeah it's like the winner it gets a place in the contract champions league yeah, down it's like good idea, bad idea. I'm like, ah, I'm I'm watching World Cup. I don't know what I don't. I kind of don't know why they're doing that. It's like I'm watching World Cup. I,
3: you know, it's like because they want to keep eyes on the on the games, and they feel like okay, you know it's an opportunity to get more more games for these teams. It's going to end up being a a mid season break tournament for the MLS teams, and it'll be a preseason tournament for the other for the mexican teams and you know some some teams may end up taking it somewhat seriously if they make it far enough others will just not care yeah yeah all right well we'll see what that's all about um well regardless there's
1: planning of soccer coming up this summer so uh, uh yeah we're gonna be logging a lot of uh eyeball time here in these games and just real quick,
3: the U- the USU 20s did bow out of the World Cup, but they are, I think, the first team to make it to four quarterfinals in a row. Um, uh-huh. Unfortunately, they lost in all four quarterfinals, uh-huh. but it is still a bit of an accomplishment to at least make it past the first elimination round in each of those last four yeah. quarterfinals. The Union players got a good amount of playing time. From what I read, the word on Brandon Craig is he's really shining. So it'll be interesting to see if the union continues to play three center backs, if they might put Brandon Craig in from time to time. And in addition to Damian Lowe, um, I'd certainly would like to see him get some play time. And, mm-hmm. and then of course, McGlynn back into the, into the fold will be a good addition. And yeah, uh, I think that should be, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does.
1: It's funny. Like these past two, three games and just how good the union have been playing. And it's like, Oh my gosh, that's right. McGlynn's coming back. Mm-hmm. that's just like one more you know one more brick in the wall one more uh, arrow lazy. in the quiver it's like oh man just oh, that much more firepower
3: we have available um like that yeah and, and he's another one that who knows you know we talked about Carranza having a possible uh transfer sh- a target on him i think mcglynn probably has a smaller target mm-hmm. but uh, it's definitely there yeah
1: is Carranza's contract, do we know when it's up for the no, union? Okay. I don't know when it's up. Um, and when is the transfer window? I know it's July. Point, July. Okay. I can never remember exactly when these things are. Um, okay.
0: So uh, just a quick shout out to a uh, friend of the podcast and of us. Uh-huh. Uh, more importantly, friend of us and then also friend of the podcast, uh, our friend Aaron, um, who is a um, lifelong Everton fan and a uh, as long as they've been around Union fan um, who uh, just today as we record became a U.S. citizen so hey congratulations to congrats. Say congrats to him in case he's listening he has uh, three young children so I don't know if he's made it this far but if yeah. you hung in there uh congrats Aaron we're we're happy to have you on yeah on the team
3: welcome to the team
0: so how
3: about welcome the to the party that's awesome good yeah. for them
0: well thanks again for joining us for another episode of a union um you can reach us um at our website amorphillyunion.com our our email uh pod at amorphillyunion.com uh twitter amorphillyu uh instagram and youtube amorphillyunion and um guess our podcast wherever you get your podcasts mm-hmm. um google apple spotify amazon all all of the podcatchers subscribe like comment spread the word and um thanks everyone for tuning in for another episode uh so we are your hosts i am c i'm
3: e I'm Lee. and i'm paul
0: go go
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of a more Philly Union. Um, if you'd like to uh, reach out to us, we'd love to hear from us. Uh, oh my God. Third the time's the time. Let's do it. Hold on. Hold on. Shake it out. Shake it out. Shoulder.
0: Roll your shoulders. Okay. What was it? Two tigers
1: face. tasting tapioca. Lion face. Ah, lemon <laughs> face.
4: Lion face.
2: Two ah. tigers ta- turns tasting tapioca. Huh? What's that? <laughs> Two tigers take take turns tasting tapioca. <laughs> <laughs>